I'm ready, man. Let's let's go ahead, man. Let's go. All right, we live on Twitch. And... I'm, I'm just finna give Chris a lecture that he is not finna Are listen we, to. We, 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 we live that. We live that. <laughs> that man is gonna hear me talking and be like, "What's good with bro? Like, what you got Come going on. on here? What you got going on? <laughs> one of them Jack Funny three one threes. Hey gang. <laughs> what I hate it here, man. I hate it here. Oh my god. Um, Facts okay, so, over ass. So his high school. His high school is public. It is public. All right. Okay. So he, we got that established because he was looking bad. It was on God. On God, he was looking what, bad. It what's the name of the high school? Uh, Crestwood. Crestwood High School. Yeah, we can name it Wamarat. We can name this episode Wamarat. Yeah. All right, we we live. Because I, I was I was gonna name it. I went. To, I was gonna name it. Uh, and Jaws' parents got a real good marriage. But I'm like, that's a long <laughs> title. It's a long title. It's a long title, fellas. Y'all know how we do it, man. There's a ton going on right now. Obviously, we just passed the trade deadline. We getting folks on on you know clearing waivers and whatnot. LeBron is going down. Lamelo's going down. You know we at that part where injuries is the important thing going on in basketball right now. And on top of that, we're seeing the MLB try out their pitchers clock because they said, "I know something that's gonna get these young kids interested in baseball." I'm sorry, but bring back the Roys. Anyway, <clears throat> they said, I know something that'll get these kids interested in baseball and it's speed. We're going to go rapidamente. For those of you who don't know Spanish, that means rapidly. That means rapidly. That's that's the goal. We're going to talk about the pitch clock and how we've seen actual games in on the pitch clock and, and things along those lines. Does that sound like a good episode to y'all, fellas? Sound good to me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, well, let's get into it. But before we do, you know, we got to get our introductions and we got to do our would you rather, which we always do. So let's get it rolling. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over Axe crew. We got the master, the mixing master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man to play, Chris Allen in the building. Present. And you got a little old MC. That's me, Kenton Gibbs. And folks, we're going to start with this. You have to pick an actor or actress. And you end up in whatever the most violent movie or show that they've been in, you end up as their character in that show or movie. So, and you get one retry if we go look up the actor or actress and they most violent movie is something absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to go with Queen Latifah. Hey, yo. Hey, yo, you bugging. You bugging. What violent movie was she in? Set, Set it, it off. off. But I just exist in that universe, right? You're her. You're her. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I thought you meant like, I'm just a part of that world. No, I'm her. All right. All right. Y'all go. I need my redo. This wow. rough. Wow. Okay. You need to redo. <laughs> Chris, who you taking, man? Who you taking? Now, now, granted, granted, I will say this. If you go with Queen Latifah and you're her, you do realize you could not commit the robberies, but then you just be impoverished. And I believe they're in what California? Were they in California? Yeah, I think so. And we know it's like literally five dollars for gas out there. So you would be impoverished in California. Okay, but okay. You could you could select her. You could. That's you know you could be that person. But I'm gonna give you a redo, Chris. Who are you thinking? 
Hey, man. Y'all know what I'm thinking, man. What's my dog, Doggy Ball, and how to be a player? What's his name, dog? Bill Bellamy? Bill Bellamy? Yeah, dog. I'm being Bill Bellamy. He got to be a hey, something you know, crazy. You know what's crazy? I, here's here's the interesting thing about Bill Bellamy. That's, a actual, that's actually an excellent answer because I can't think of anything violent that he's been in. I can't think Nothing, of bro. He always likes man. <laughs> literally anything violent that he was in. That's, wow. Chris going to end up on any given Sunday. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> he, about yeah. to be a, he about to be in some uh, Tubi movies in a couple years, Chris. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, just, just about. Just about. Oh, hold on. Hold on. There is one. There is one movie. That apparently, up uh, a dark foe, an independent crime thriller that I don't think any of us have seen, um, but apparently no. came out came out in 2020. It is a thrilling crime. Uh, it is a thrilling crime movie. I, we got to watch that Tubi movie to see what's going on with that. But yeah, that's oh oh, and he was in SWAT, and he was in SWAT. This is, so, he was also in a movie I, called Conjuring the Dead, which has 2.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Wow. Wow. Bill Bellamy. What an illustrious career. Uh, that's so, safe, though. That's safe. So, Conjure the Dead? Conjure the Dead? You, he you probably ain't died. He probably was an extra in it, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, that extra is crazy. <laughs> All right, bro. Hey, but honestly, though, honestly, though, that's like, that's the one loophole that would definitely like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I can live with that. I can live with but, that. But the other, only other option I was going to do, I was going to say Dams and Idris and be uh, Franklin Saint. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, bro, watching Snowfall is so crazy because, like, it's so much stuff that, like, if you know anything about, like, actual, like, real life stuff in that world, you look at it and you're just like, this makes no sense. Like, this man has $70 million in 80s money. And like all of it was in bank accounts. Like after he got robbed by Peaches, that man did not re-up at all in liquid cash. Like you had $70 million overseas and didn't think at all, like, hey, if something go wrong with this, I might, I like might need a little bit of money for myself. Like nothing. Well, I no. think that's what no, but but Gibbs, I think that's what the business was. He was putting that liquid cash in the businesses and growing that index with the house and house and he ever needed to, he could sell everything and have cash flow that way. And he but that's the thing. Cleaning but his te- money through that. But technically speaking, even if you are cleaning your money through houses as assets, that's not as quickly and readily liquid as you think about. Because no, remember, not. remember, we're talking the housing market in LA. When the show is based around the crack epidemic, bro. Oh, so we're talking about the housing market in LA when crack is at its peak. Like when it's... It's going crazy over there in terms of like mm-hmm. a new yeah, body but, is dropping every day. But you he getting so much money fast, fast money gives. It's like that 70 million, he just know I could retire at any point with that money and use a debit I, card. You know what I mean? I agree. What I'm what I'm saying is the fact that he didn't have like none of it on hand, so that when Teddy decided to take the 70 mil. Well, he no, he cooked. had a mil, he, he had a million, but they barely had enough. Remember, they barely had enough money to do all the projects they wanted to do for the real estate company. He had yeah, and that's, million. And that's but here's what I'm saying. If your money is already tied up, then it's not liquid. You see what I'm saying? Like technically you have liquid cash, but if it's already tied up in another project, it's technically uh-huh. not. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, yes, technically uh-huh. you liquid, uh-huh. but yeah. in, in, in real life terms. You I know. agree, but I mean, I guess he didn't think he was going to lose his money that quick. You know what Bro, I mean? you're a landlord. You know for a fact that, like, if you're working on a property, <laughs> you not, that's not, like, your bread technically. Oh, I get it. I get you it. I get it. But what I'm saying is he probably, he probably was, that was the next step, but he got robbed quicker. 
You know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. Chris, uh, all right, Josh, now that you got your redo, who, who who would you be and what? Movie? I was trying to think of a comedy actor. I was like, all right, I'm going to just go Chris Rock. But one, can't do that because I, I <laughs> with New Jack City, I'm not doing oh, that. Oh, he was, he was Pookie in New Jack City. And he was just in that Soul movie. Oh, my God, he was. He was. Ooh, nasty work. Very I was going to say Cedric the Entertainer is a good one for you, Guy. Oh, Cedric the Entertainer is a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. I don't think he's been in anything that was serious. I don't know. No. Nah. No. I'm gonna tell you, mine would be Danny DeVito. That man ain't been in nothing. Oh, think he had to be in something crazy. Think about this. Watch this. Watch this. The craziest thing that I could think of off the top of my head is Batman. And he was the penguin. Like you could just you want to be the penguin. You could choose to not be a villain. You could just be like, hey, bro. He was in Jumanji. But he wasn't in the actual game. It was oh yeah, he, yeah, was, he was, he was he was the old dude. You're right. Yeah, you're right. he was the old dude that like when he got in in the second one, it was like he just did it because his homie already was in. He was like, oh no, we got to save my homie. But like, I'm his right, animated though. roles too. I'm art. Right. I mean, yeah, the animated roles come. Too. You had to be the little dudes from Hercules. Ooh, ooh. Wait, but he was Hercules. Look, yeah, I do that. I do. Okay, I, I do that. You know what I mean, like. Hey, you like the homie to a guy. You know what I mean? Like whatever go wrong. I think hey, you might I think you might be good. That, that's my boy. That's that's my boy right there. It was either him or uh it was either him or Bernie Mac for me. It was either him or Bernie Mac. Those two, I can't think of nothing <sighs> crazy to Bernie Mac. You would have had to been in um life if you Bernie hey. Mac. Jangalang, Jangalang, Jangalang. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. Jangalang did die in jail. So yeah, Dan DeVito. Give me Dan DeVito. Give me Dan DeVito. Hey, I'm not gonna lie though. I could go for a really good Bernie Mac movie right now, though, man. Man, man, these movies are getting mm-hmm. stale, bro. These movies get very. Stale. We getting so many reboots, and it's like you kind of gotta watch it because if you like going to the movies, there's nothing else to watch. Like only time I've been to the movies in the past three years is for Marvel movies. There ain't nothing else to watch. Yeah, that's it. That's I'm, I'm going well, to I'm see, gonna Creed. see I'm going to see Creed. That's what I'm going to see Creed. But even with Creed, Creed is what? An extension. It's it's technically a part of what universe? Rocky. Rocky. It's yeah. technically a part of Rocky universe. And when you look at the premise of Creed to Rocky, it's basically just Rocky and Negro. Like that's <laughs> that's I mean, what we got. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, so, hey, yeah. so Josh, who who would you who would you go with, man? Who would you go with? I'm I'm gonna take Chris answer. I'm gonna go with Cedric the Entertainer. Ah, Cedric the Entertainer. What is Cedric the Entertainer? I, I feel like I feel like he might have been in, he might have been in a spoof movie. Well, at most, like, right, right? You know what? And you know what? You know what? Now that I think about it, he really hasn't been anything crazy. He's most really violent movie probably Barbershop too. <laughs> Bro, when they hey, the, the scene the scene where the riots was happening, was right? Like, Don't you? Don't you do it. That was probably as violent as it got. I, I was thinking he was in it. Wasn't he in that Haunted House movie with uh Marlon with Marlon Wayans? Was he? Was it was what was it? Meet the Blacks? Was it was that the name? No, I think it was just called Haunted House. No, he oh. wasn't in that. He wasn't in that. He wasn't in that. No? Okay. Yeah, he was a Haunted House too. Yeah, he was. He okay. was two. He yeah. wasn't in one though. But that, that's that like a be, spoof movie, but I think yeah, I think I'd be cool. I don't remember what he did in the movie, but I feel like I'd be cool with that. He ain't yeah. <laughs> and, uh, apparently he was in power too. I don't know what role he played in power, but apparently he was in power too. Very interesting there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So fellas, we got to get into this because, you know, we talking entertainers. We talking folks who love to put on a show and we got to talk about one of the most electrifying, high flying, death to fly. You know, when we say no regard for human life after a dunk, it's hyperbole. We're exaggerating. That is not supposed to be how you live your life. And yet, John Morant and Sisto said, 
Oh, say less. I'll show y'all no regard for human life. As he allegedly, uh, allegedly now, this is alleged. We do not have concrete evidence that he did this. Allegedly pulled a uh, firearm on a teenager because the teenager allegedly threatened to uh, harm someone in his family at a, a public, what was it? What was the public event? Was it a basketball game? I believe that's what I was told it was. Well, it was, sure. it was, a, it was a situation where that was, that is what is being reported. John Moran allegedly uphold uh, because again, somebody had, had, you know, done something or, or threatened uh, a family member. Fellas, what do y'all think when it comes to this situation in terms of, um, you know, John Moran and the, the, Reemerging with a gun visibly in his waistband to intimidate a teenager who has threatened his family member type situation. Um, I don't necessarily know what the assess or make of the situation, but like, why? John Ray got a max contract coming up easily. And like we we looked up the I'm not sure how John Morant came up. I looked at the like the demographics of the public school we was talking about. It's 70 percent black. So like even if he was from the hood, which we haven't had any inclination that he was before this, Mm -hmm. it's still. Oh, I'm sorry. Bleacher Report is also reporting that he punched the boy 12 to 13 times before flashing the gun. The 17 year old. Yes, John Moran. I don't care. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care where you from. I can't. <laughs> it's a, like somebody at a, th- at a pickup basketball game last summer. That's like somebody threatening my nieces, and I go up there and I start beating up like twelve year olds. Like, one, yeah. you're you're incredibly rich. It got to be a better way for you to handle that. I think it's just somebody that's um glorifying or wants to glorify a lifestyle that they never lived. And this is not the first time we've seen this in the NBA, but I do think it's the crazy as we've seen to this magnitude because we've never seen somebody at this star level be this goofy I don't feel this man is he don't he saw you playing bliss the league and said I'm gonna be pack rat James for real <laughs> that's who I'm gonna be that's who I'm gonna be and it's it's just some nonsense but Chris what do you make of this situation man what are you thinking hey man I hate to say this and I don't want to be that guy I really don't want to be that guy bro but it's a guy from Michigan State that John Moran really reminds me of. Really reminds me of. Don't say and, it. And Don't that guy it. got life in prison now. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say Draymond. I was about to say, hold on. Hold on, brother. Hold on. <laughs> it's another name. It's pretty bad, though. Keith Applin. Keith Applin. Keith yeah, Applin. yeah. Keith Applin. Okay. <sighs> John. Hate to see it. Hate to see. It. Why? Why? Do they? Do he realize Keith Applin threw a gun out of the car, right? Did all these hood things because Keith Applin really was hood, right? Jock, he never did get his chance to make it to the NBA when he was going. Everybody named Mama know Keith Applin was going oh, back absolutely. to the NBA easily. Absolutely. Matter of fact, last time I seen Keith Applin, he was hooping at the LA Fitness in Southfield, right? Four mm-hmm. people under the rim. He's six foot. He crammed on all four of them in a pickup game with jogging pants on and Tim's. Oh, Keith, Keith Applin yeah. was so different. Keith Applin was so different. His little brother played at Cass, and everybody was like, oh, if you Keith Applin brother, you got to be an amazing athlete, as if that's how genetics work. Like, we <laughs> I, I, like, I, I still don't think it's on the same level. 
Because Keith Applin was a hooper, but I don't think we, I don't think Keith Applin would have ever got to the, if, if his head was on as straight as possible, he never would have reached Jaws level as far as stardom goes. I don't think. Come on. Well, guy, 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 guy. I don't I'm know. Not lie to you, I don't know. Keith I don't know. Applin, go watch some Keith Applin films. I, I'm aware of Keith hold Applin. On, hold on, hold on. This, this, this what I'll say. This what I'll say. To, to my knowledge of what Keith Applin was, I could honestly. I mean, Chris, I, I get where you're going. Leading I a team think, to the two seed in the West and being and a perennial all star. That's, that's a that's lot. I was, I was about to say, I don't know if he's like number two pick. I think that he would have been a lottery guy for sure. I think lottery he had the potential. Guy. I think if everything goes perfect for him, I think he has the potential to make a couple all star games. I don't think he had the ability to be perennial all star right. player oh, oh, for like no, a decade, no, no. which, which, John, and if I'm he can gonna... stay out the streets, if he can stay out the hood, will be like that's what and I'm not saying he would be John Moran's caliber like 28 points last night in a quarter I'm not saying Keith Applin would be doing stuff like that you know what I mean because we yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. We, we you, you just said he probably would have got him I, a super I, max too or right, at least a max right. at least a max or he wouldn't be yeah. doing life in prison yeah yeah for sure right. I can guarantee <laughs> right. that, much. that that's what I'm trying to say I'm trying yeah. to say John it's people that have been down this path before that you can look at and learn something from and realize that you don't have to go down that path. You don't have to do life in prison. You really don't. I promise you nobody wants to. So let me let me say this. I had held off on like deeply getting into the like criticisms of John Morant and like how he lived off the court. Because prior to this, it was all like stuff that he was like, he was a side character too, right? Like, oh, he pulls up and there's an argument or fight starting with his boys and somebody and he kind of, you know, intervenes or whatever, or whatever the case may be. Or, you know, he's just kind of a secondary character to the plot of what has happened here. Right. Outside of the the whole security guard at the mall got shoved, which if you know Renda Cops at the mall, I mean, some of them, you know what I mean? Like, they be doing a lot. I'm not saying you're you're right, Jabba Ram. <laughs> they I, be doing a lot. Let's see what happened there. I get that. But in this one... My brother in Christ, you're a 23-year-old with your own shoe. <laughs> there is nothing at my house that a 17-year-old could say or do to make me that mad. My brother in Christ, here's how it works, y'all. For an event where you got other people coming through, get some security. Get some security. Anytime, it don't matter who it is. If it's more than five people, if you don't know everybody there well, get some security, hire some security. And whenever something go wrong, hey, security, escort him off my property, please. Oh, you want to threaten my parents or whatever? Hey, escort him off the property. Boom. That's all. That's all you got to do, brother. Yeah. You Punching a 17-year-old 12 to 13 times. Like, y'all remember when Draymond went back to MSU and got in a fight with one of the football players there? <laughs> yeah. And all I could think was, bro, you're rich. What are you going back for? What are you? And even if you do go back. Cause I have seen, I've seen NBA players come back to NC State, and I was just looking like, bro, why are you in this house party with me? Why are you here? Like they can't let it go, bro. Go, they just can't let go. it go, bro. Bro, I, I'll tell you what, I promise you, if I had that much money, Riley would see me on occasion. Like I come back for like homecoming, and you know, like, oh yeah, my chapter. And you will be at the daytime events, and then yeah, you fly I'll be at the day. Night. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No disrespect to Raleigh. No disrespect to East Lansing. No disrespect to, to you know, any of these places. But, like, bro, I'm not. Why Why would I party there? No, like, come on. Come on. Right? Like, Ja, what are you doing punching a teenager, bro? Whatever he said, even if he threatened everybody there, even if he said, I got pole on me right now and I'm willing to up it. 
All right, bet. You beat them up and Ooh. go about your way. If if you feel like you gotta pr- do it to protect your family and yourself, do what you gotta do. Why are you bringing out the guns and, and flashing a gun at a seventeen year old? Again, if you gotta stop him from hurting other people, do what you gotta do. I understand that. Why are you flashing a gun at a seventeen year old? You already beat him up. You already beat him up. You won. You did the thing. Like, Ja, stop it. Stop, please. I'm begging you, Ja, because the NBA is better with you in it. Imagine the Grizzlies without John Morant, like, for a long period of time now. I think they still think they won a championship without John. No, I, I think they'd be good, but are they as exciting as a be team? okay. They'd be a no, 16. I, I'm saying, I think they'd still be lame. They, like, they're just the lamest team in the league. Yeah, yeah, that's Oh, yeah. They still. Listen, Regardless ja, of beating up a kid, John's still not the lamest on that team. Oh, no, not even close. Not even close. <laughs> and so, Dylan, I think Dylan Brooks is, honestly. Bro, he had yeah. that shot. I mean, oh, yeah. had, I mean that with all disrespect, too. He had that Shawn Michaels fit on, talking about make him go left. Go left. <laughs> this man had a black beater tucked into Wrangler jeans. <laughs> talking about which direction you want to force the all time lead score to go in, which, by the way, is his dominant hand. <laughs> but I, I digress. Please, Ja, for the sake, I'm asking you on the behalf of Facts Over Acts. Please, Ja, stop it. Live in your facts. Stop the hood act. Stop. I don't know. I don't know about where you're from, Ja. You did go to a private school. Sure, maybe your parents' marriage wasn't great. Maybe they argued all the time or whatever. I don't know. But what I do know, Ja, is please, bro, you are a hundred millionaire, or at least you're in the makings of becoming that. Literally, all you got to do is stay alive, not die. Do what you've been doing. Obviously, without the extracurriculars, you're going to be a hundred millionaire. Knock it off. Please. I'm begging you. We, we want to see you do great things, Ja, but this is... Who needs to hang out with Martin Luther Irving? That, that, I, I disagree. <laughs> you know what? You know what I think you need to do. You know what I think you need to do. And I hate to do this. I hate to bring this. In, I hate to bring these guys in it. He needs to get around the players who have survived that environment and like kind of had to become something different. Like he Damn. needs to get around those folks who've done the media training, who've done all the stuff. He needs to get around them because it's clear right now. Like he's not around those guys that's telling them like, "Hey, brother." What you're doing right now, like, is is not is not it. Like, bro, whether or not you actually are in court a lot, there are jokes and memes flying about your lawyers having to be busy every day. You think the brands want that associated with them? Like, you losing money playing around. Like, what are you doing? So, you know, job, please, on, on behalf of Facts Over Act, go get with some veterans. Go get some good <laughs> veterans. That, you know, from the trenches like you, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, go go get some help. Go get, stop it. What's John, what's John from the trenches, though, bro? Even if he's not from the trenches. Even if he's not from the trenches, that make it even worse. E- That's either like way, me if, saying I'm from the trenches, bro. Like, I'm going to tell you this. Let's see. He, but here's the thing. Even if you are just trench adjacent, like my good brother Chris here, right? I, I would feel like that's a fair description. Trench adjacent, right? Like, well, I, I grew up in Detroit, uh, Rosedale Park area, though. Know? I mean, but I'm not from the trenches. I get you. I get you. So you you grew up in an area that's like, this ain't the trenches. Like Rosedale Park, nobody would call that the trenches. All right. He sure. grew up in Dowsell, South Carolina, which is a uh, suburb of, I don't even know what the closest major city is. So if it's South Carolina, chances are, yeah, if it's South Carolina, chances are he grew up in the country because they got Columbia and like. Greensboro. Columbia, Green, Greenville, and uh, it's about twenty minutes out from the border of Columbia. 
Yeah. And it's, um, a, it's a nice, quiet town. I'm trying to see. Oh, let's see. Citydata.com. Let's see. What? Well, let, let's find out. Let's let's Almost look about this fifty up. fifty for male, female. Average uh, resident age thirty three. Um, the average income, median household income, is uh, eight thousand dollars above South Carolina average. That ain't saying much because South Carolina is like dirt poor. Them them boys okay. are there is. Whew, they is. Um. So it's, it's not not. Uh, I'll say this: it's not the better of the two Carolinas. Just leave that out. <laughs> I love Charlotte, by the way. I bet you do, Chris. I just bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say something to you, but I can't. I can't. I can't. Hey, hey, listen. I, I, you know what I mean? What, what's, what's, what's the crime data looking like, John? Uh, what's the crime data looking like? Let's see. This- 60, 61% white, 34% black. Looking for any oh, crime. It's a, it's, it's a suburb. Oh, wow. So this man really did... I mean, Shannon Shannon on air after the incident that happened with the Grizzlies and said, Ja, you not like that. I knew you growing up. You really not like that. <laughs> like, I mean, he he has been a viral sensation since, like, middle school. Like, he's Mac McClung with actual talent outside of Duncan, for real. Like, let's be honest. Uh, let's let's be see, honest. The, the violent crime rate is 48.3%. The so U.S. average that- is only 227 so, oh, okay, okay. All right. I thought that that was like the thing of like how, what percentage of cities are more safe or more. So, in the year 20, the latest data they have is 2020. It was uh, 20 murders. Yeah, get out of here, bro. Get out of here, bro. Get out of here. Get out of here. See, see, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want to judge how you grew up or whatever. But again, if you trench adjacent, if you not really, like, if you just kind of grew up around, I'm telling you, my brother in Christ. If you talk to the people that's actually from that way, the goal is to get where you are. The goal of the kid who like runs for hours and hours a day because he's in trains for hours and hours a day because he want to get out the trenches is to get where you are, to leave all that mess behind, to leave the dodging bullets and to leave all that. Like, brother, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'll tell you this much. If I ever made that much money, somebody in the chat said that they'll turn into a white boy. Hey, listen, listen. (laughs) I mean... For that much, I'm not saying I'd be put away the nine Jamal, but I'd be close. I'd be close. That I'm just saying, man. I I I, I might turn into the we all got the same 24 hours type of guy. I'm just saying. I ain't I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna, you know. I'm gonna be like I might be that guy. Be like I used to buy drinks at the bar for everybody. But I don't think I need to go to the bar no more. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna t- with with that much money. With that much money, buying out the bar for the night is like literally one of us buying somebody a drink. Like okay, so- we not even miss that money for real. facts. Okay, so to put things in put things into perspective, um, there were twenty murders in that city in twenty nineteen. Detroit, where, where all three of us are from, it was a uh, two hundred nine. Hey, listen, I knew the so number was gonna be. Yeah, I knew the number was gonna be crazy just based on population <laughs> and the population breakdown and the fact that they're eight thousand above the South Carolina average. Crime follows poverty. It's it's literally a cyclical thing where you get people in poverty, they go into black markets, black markets produce violence, so on and so forth. But Lord Jesus, Josh, stop it! Stop. This is not you. This is not. I think that his pops need to take a look at him and just sit him down and say. This ain't you, bro. <laughs> this really ain't you. He lived next door. Yeah, and I, I would, I would walk right up in that house. You, you messing up the gravy train for everybody. You understand? You, this ain't just about your money no more. You understand? 
<laughs> this house, I still got to pay property taxes on it. I still got to pay property taxes on it. How I'm going to do that if you get locked up? You, you tell me. You tell me since you're so smart and you know everything. Exactly. Exactly. Knock it off. Knock it off, man. Just embarrassing. Just And, and I'm going to tell you, if, if he actually were to continue to go down this route and to fall out of favor because he's trying to prove that he hood and on Twitter threatening people, talking about it's free to see how these hollow tips feel and all that. Ja, you've never shot nobody with a hollow tip in your life, brother. You've never done that. That's stop. Stop. Look at what Young Thug is going through right now. You want that to be you? People lining up to snitch on him right now. People lining up. Lil Woody snitched so hard he had to check his posts in the interrogation room. I swear to God, there's video on this. You want that to be you, Thug As an example, too much on this show. Because it's the truth. Because it's the truth. We're talking about very rich people who are doing very dumb things that will end them up just like him. Why you want a Rico? Why? Why you want that, John? Why you want that? Why you want life? Why you want Why? life? Why you mean you never getting out? Exactly. Knock it off, John. Again, we don't spend 20 minutes telling you to knock it off. Again, this show cares about you, John. We want to see you in the league. We want to see you doing good things. Again, knock it off, brother. Knock it off. Just... Save yourself the time. Save yourself the embarrassment. Save yourself one of the nastiest falls we've ever seen. Because honestly, if he if something were to happen to where like he really does do something violent and gets kicked out the league, like I think that that would be the worst fall we've ever seen. Like from a guy that, objectively speaking, if he tweaks his game just a little bit to play a little lower to the ground, but still maintains that quick first step, I 100% believe he'll be an all-star every year probably for the next eight Next seven, eight years. Yeah. Depend depend on how he adjusts his game. Cause he keep playing like this. I don't think he's yeah, going to those knees ain't gonna those knees ain't gonna do this at, at 29, 30. I agree. I agree. But but the way I see it, if he just tweaks his game a little and keeps everything else, you'll be there. You'll be there. So with that being said, uh, you know, we talk about rise and fall and tweaking game, longevity and all that. And we gotta talk about the king of longevity, the guy who has all the stats because he's played forever in a day. LeBron James <laughs> has a foot injury that is allegedly gonna keep him out at least two weeks. Fellas, what are y'all initial thoughts on this injury? Um after seeing the couple of games after the all-star break. I did think that the Lakers had the potential to make the playoffs, but with LeBron being out potentially two weeks, that's mm-hmm. Lakers out of here. And I, I think we are – I don't think we're ever going to get to a point to where LeBron is quote-unquote washed. I think if he plays another three, four, or five seasons, he can easily give you 25 a game. But I do think we've entered the era of where LeBron is on a watch list of like, all right, is he going to be healthy enough when when – Winning time is here. Just because you 40 playing basketball, that's something that's going to happen. Yeah. It's a young man's game. It's a young man's game. It's a reason that we just don't see all the stars last till they 40. It's a very good reason for that. Chris, initial thoughts. Talk to him. (laughs) Lakers pack in the air. This Lakers pack is is booming. Come on now. Lord on Jesus. Now. He they said are Lakers cut going crazy. They are cut. You mean to tell me Anthony Davis has to shoulder the low for the Lakers? You mean to tell me Anthony Davis <laughs> has to win 16 of the last 21 games? I mean, mm-hmm. last. No, no, no. It's 14 of the last 21 games now. You mean to tell me Anthony Davis 
Has Wait, to what? Be. They would have to, to win to, 14 to 21? 14 in the last 21 because the, the, they had yep. to go 16 and 9 at, after the All-Star break to be like in the sixth seed. So they to be in the play-in, they got to win. At oh, they're, they're not avoiding the play-in. They're not avoiding the play-in. Oh, exactly. That's their best yeah, case scenario. Exactly. Yeah. That's their best case scenario. Hey, listen, listen. Lakers fan yesterday, if y'all watched that game yesterday, every time AD fail, I know y'all was like... <laughs> Every time yeah, so when, when when Jaron Jackson Jr. threw down that dunk over me, he was grabbing his face. I'm like, bro, please just be embarrassed. Please don't be an injury. Please don't be an injury, bro. Please just just have a little bit of loser's limp right now. I was glad it was some loser's limp because I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. But go ahead, Chris. You know, you know, and, and and to think like, and I get it, I get it. AD do get the harshest harshest beat down on availability when KD, Kyrie, and a few other Chris Paul, a lot of players percentage wise, Zion. Percentage-wise, have played a lot less games than him in the last three years. A lot less games than him. But mm-hmm. AD, AD, this is who you signed up to be. Kevin Durant never wants to be that guy. You see what he does. When he has to be that guy, he gets out of there quick, fast, and in a hurry. You see, he a Phoenix Sun playing his first game today with the Phoenix Suns today. KD Boy, do not want to yeah. be that guy. He gets low. I got to lead this team? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it. Okay. Okay. Mm-mm. Zion, he ain't stopped eating barbecue yet. He came in the preseason on his shape. As soon as the season started, I was like, Zion, you just stopped lifting weights? Like, did you see him? Like, bro, did you just give up? Like, you came in the season and shape. Oh, by the way, compliment. by the way, both Anthony Davis is ruled out tonight and D'Angelo Russell, I believe, has a sprained ankle. So he's out tonight as well. Yeah, Lakers yeah. like pack in there. Lakers like pack I have one thought about this. I, I want to talk to two people. Robert Todd Palinka Jr. Come your ass down to the floor right now. You see, this is why <laughs> you don't wait around and kind of meander and kind of play around when you have assets to do things, to move. You waited up until the trade deadline when teams were desperate because you felt like, oh, we could get the best deal. <laughs> you see, these things have domino effects. So everybody's heard the story of the horseshoe in the war, right? Y'all have heard the story before or the old proverb. Yeah. The, the, the craftsman couldn't make the horseshoe. The horse couldn't ride. The message couldn't get delivered. They couldn't fortify the side where they were going to be attacked from because the horse couldn't deliver the message. Because the rider of the horse couldn't deliver the message. They didn't fortify the side. They lose the war. Had you gotten, had you done what you did to get these pieces at the beginning of the season, or not even the beginning of the season, once everybody knew, like once it became apparent to the Timberwolves, yeah, we kind of, we're not those guys this year. Once it became apparent to them that like, oh no, we're stuck on the mountain of men. Like we're just stuck on like, eh, we'll be all right. We'll get to the playoffs. Maybe, I mean, we may fight for our lives to play in. Who knows? When that became the, the place that they were at, despite all that they invested in the Rudy Gobert situation, the fact that you weren't already picking up the phone for Vanderbilt, the fact that you looked at Thomas Bryan and said he provides sufficient floor spacing on the floor with LeBron James, <laughs> the fact that you did not do this earlier, congratulations, stupid, had you surrounded this man with the pieces he needed earlier, I'm not saying that I could guarantee LeBron would have been healthy had you done this. All I'm saying is if you put better players around him, y'all win more games, y'all are in more blowouts that you're on the right side of, and guess what happens when you're in blowouts? You can rest the old guys. I will you give you a great example, Gibbs. I love what you just said. I give you a great example, right? Look at the Brooklyn Nets this season. 
They might still make the playoffs and avoid the play-in, even though they traded every last star they have and shut down Ben Simmons for the year. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Do you see that? You see the difference there? They really took the time last season. Got James Harden out of there when you say he wanted out of there, right? They get they, you know, they kept Kyrie KD. They bought Ben Simmons on. They tried to work with Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons forgot how to play basketball. And then they when they, you know, when they was like, all right, well, we got to get rid of him, Kyrie. They got rid of Kyrie, got rid of KD. And they still have a decent team where, you know, they, they're going to make the playoffs. But they don't have to win it. They don't have to win 14 of the last 21 games. They don't have to win 14. You know, they don't have to win a crazy amount of games. They just need to win at least 10 games and they in. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what do y'all think? Do y'all think that there's a shot for the Lakers to make the play in at best at this point? No. What? Five weeks left in the season. LeBron is out two of them. Uh, even if they split these games, that means they would have to be pretty much perfect throughout the rest of the season mm-hmm. in order to make the play in. And you got a lot of teams that's in that area. The Lakers are 13 right now. You got a lot of teams ahead of them that's hungry and they're not taking well, any nights they just, off. They just hop, they hopped OKC with OKC's lost yesterday, 12th. But okay. they still trail Portland. They still trail New Orleans. They still trail Utah. They still trail Minnesota. They still trail Dallas. They still trail the Clippers for the sixth seed. Again, I don't, I, let's just get the sixth seed out of our heads, right? Because, like, if you, think that they're the, if you think they're on the sixth seed, then, you know, snowfall comes on tonight, but apparently you started up that show early in your household. You, you started up that show early on this Wednesday. But uh, let me ask y'all this. Without, with, with this situation happening, and I, I mean, y'all, I want y'all to take a good examination of this. Is LeBron's championship window officially closed? Um, as LeBron being a centerpiece, you built a team to craft his needs and he's taking up most of the salary on the team. Yes. Chris. You know, honestly, a year from now, right? Mm-hmm. We all know what's going to happen. Somebody going to draft, you know, who? yeah, they're going to draft Bronny. Yeah. Uh huh. Do you want to be on the other end of LeBron leaving you a free agency? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. then now, now you're stuck with Anthony Davis. You're gonna have to trade up. You're not gonna get the equal value back for what he can bring to the table. Yeah. You might get some decent role players and some draft picks, but basically your franchise going in the toilet for the next three to five years. But here's here's the beauty about being the Lakers that a lot of people underestimate when everybody keeps talking about why would we trade all these first? Why would we trade all these first? When's the last time the Lakers drafted a superstar? Kobe, Brandon. I mean, probably Kobe. But I'm saying, like, you a said superstar, Kobe could be a superstar. Superstar, a legitimate oh. superstar. Kobe. No, they didn't draft Kobe. Wait, I thought it was a draft Sorry. day trade. It was. It was a trade. Oh, so they didn't like. It wasn't one of those things where they owned the rights to the pick before. No. Nah. Oh, oh man, how different would that be for Charlotte? <laughs> what a time, James what a Worthy. Time. What a time. So Kobe or J- so not even Kobe, James Worthy. You got to go yeah. back to James Worthy as the last time. Which would have been what, 80? That was the 84 draft, I want to say. Now, let me ask you this. How many championships have they won between 84 and now? Um, I mean, honestly, if we said superstar, we got to go magic. I ain't going to lie. You got to go magic if we said superstar. James Worthy is a superstar, James Worthy bro. was a superstar in his day. Hold on yeah. now. 
Hold on now. For like, for like, for like, I would say for out of his all the time he played, I would say three years you would say superstar. The other years you'll be like, he's a perennial all star. But if you reach, if you, here's the thing, like to me, superstar is above perennial all star. But if you reach superstar, like you were worth the pick. You see what I'm saying? Like you right. were worth it. You were worth it. You you were so I, I, I get y'all saying. But but here's here's my point. Here's my point in saying that. Josh, you're the historian. You're the resident historian around these parts, especially for the Lakers. How many championships do they have since '84? Eight. Eight. Does any franchise have more championships than them since '84? Um, nope. The Bulls would be second. Spurs would be third. Nobody's nobody's close. The Bulls are two away, and they won all six of theirs with that ball gambling. Now nah, I'm just playing. They won all six of theirs. <laughs> but seriously though, they won all six of theirs with Jordan. And other than that, that period, nobody else is close. The Spurs won how many? Five, four, five. Yep. The Spurs got five. They did after them. It's Miami. So I want you to look at these situations that you got going on here. Right? You have a situation with Jordan. The at worst, at absolute worst, I've never heard anybody rank him below the third best player of all time. Third best. At at worst. Many people have him as their goal. I'm fine with that. Sure. That's that's what you got there. Greg Popovich. I don't think there's a, any argument in anybody's mind. Best best NBA coach in the history of the game. Period. No. I would agree. No. Nobody's even close. The worst, is, the worst is third. The worst is third. The worst is third for Pop? I'm saying I've heard people put him not in a number one. He'd be third for some people. Some of the two I don't, I don't know who ahead of him. They people say Pat and Phil. That's all he wants. Hey, hey, stop playing. Popovich stop not playing. losing a single series ever stop. if he had the squads that Pat and Phil had. I, I mean, I, I mean agree this. with y'all. He's he's my coach goat, but I'm I saying. I mean this with all with all due respect. With all with with all due respect, okay. Um we know who all three of us know who Matt Bonner is. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Hey. I'm gonna leave it at that. Like we know who he is as a basketball. <laughs> There's nothing else for me to say about who the greatest coach of all time. Come on. Come on. Like I, I know that. I'm just saying, like, we Google greatest coach of all time. I don't even like, you know, it, what ESPN have him as number one. You know? DeWan Blair was getting all-star votes, okay? <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's it. it, We've got a a very different situation, but either way you look at it, even if you do say, let's give it, let's give pop that top three coach of all time, right? Mm -hmm. Top three. Sure. Okay. So you got the top three coach of all time, top three player of all time. Those are the only teams that have half the heat have won. What four in that time or three? They want three. They want four. Warriors four. No, oh, six. They want 06. They're three. Oh, that, three. Right. 06, 2012, 2013. So, okay. And then the Warriors got their four, right? Yep. Okay. And the Warriors needed one of the most well-constructed dynasties ever. Like that's, and mind you, we're looking at a 40-year span. So what am I saying by saying this? The Lakers don't need to draft. You don't need to. <laughs> you know the Lakers. People will come. Literally, all you have to do is exist in the space of LA. And people want to come to LA. But guess what? There's two teams in LA. No, there isn't. Yes, there is. Can the Clippers exist? Do they? Do they? <laughs> How many conference finals have the Clippers ever been to, Josh? Zero. So you have one team that has, if you tried to put on a ring for every championship that they have, all of your fingers and toes would be filled darn near. And you have another team that if you took their conference finals appearances, if you bet on them Every single year, if you bet a billion dollars every single year since they existed, <laughs> since they existed, regardless of what the odds were, good, bad, and different, if you bet a billion.
trillion every year, you would have just lost about what sixty billion dollars. Like that's it, that's it, that's all. They they had Lob City, they had J crossover, they had all the things. They had uh, uh, what was it? What when they were in Buffalo? Uh, they they had that uh, situation. Bob McAdoo. Bob, I was just about to say Bob Michael McAdoo is coming in. Well, what did they do? I'm not gonna you, lie. I think Lob City was a better team than the 2010 Lakers. But so 2010 Lakers got a championship. I, but here's, that's what here's I'm saying. That's my here's I'm the saying. difference. They were one a better those, team. Still didn't get it done. <laughs> one of those teams had Phil Jackson. The other one had Doc Rivers. I mean. <laughs> You know, and one of those teams, <laughs> their best player was Kobe Bryant. The other team, their best player was Chris Paul. Mm. I'm saying, but top to bottom, that team was no, no, top to bottom. Him. I agree. I, I agree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Top, top to bottom, bottom yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Again, those, uh, just strictly talent wise, this is one of the most talented rosters we ever seen. I say this all the time. If you had to go like a 10 one on one games, right? Their first guy through their 10th guy in the rotation. Yeah, the Clippers will win most of those matchups against the Lakers from that year. However, uh, that's not how basketball is played. So, you know, very unfortunate, very unfortunate time. Long story short, what I'm saying is Rob Palenka, you played around, you waited too long. You said, oh, well, we don't want to leverage the future. We don't want to go through. Listen, if you're the Lakers, you have to realize that I know that everything is amplified with y'all and it's, it feels so much worse when y'all lose. What franchise doesn't go through extended periods of being bad for a little while before they get back good? What, what, which one doesn't? Which one does it? The Cavs after LeBron left got terrible again, and then all of a sudden they were good when he came back. The Warriors. Remember when Danny Tanner was the only Warrior fan alive? <laughs> and he's a fictional character, folks. I think the only I, team that's avoided it for like almost forever is probably the Heat. The Heat and the Spurs would probably be the only two, but even with the Spurs, the Spurs Pop's dookie right now, year, though. Pop's first year was terrible, yeah. and they're not good right now. The Pacers, no. too. The Pacers never really been bad. They always, they a six seed every season. Hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. No, no, no. Pacers, they a six seed every season. That's some revisionist history, bro. Because remember. After, after when, Hibbert and Paul George left, that team was in the toilet for two seasons straight. But remember. Who did they even, draft with them? Even before that, remember when Reggie Miller retired. Like, right, right when Reggie Miller retired, that team was not good. But they really that. wasn't bad for that long. It was bad like 07, 08. And then they got Danny Granger was in the playoffs. But but that's my point in that like if you're the Lakers oh, like how yes. bad we we me and Josh were talking about Robert Sacre before we got on air how <laughs> how long were the Lakers going through that dark period where you had uh, Steve Blake Sacre and all those company and the company how it was a good it was a good four or five years four to five years yeah Chris Duhan. Hey, quick, quick question a- a- personal Andrew Gulak stand account here hey, hey quick quick question quick question. Um, how long was that whole? What was the process thing about with the 76ers? What was that about? What, uh, what was, was the premise? The, the process that lasted it, about eight seasons. I feel like it, it lasted seemed like forever, <laughs> and well, they were the, bad the intentionally. Knicks, the the Knicks was bad every year since they were bad. You know, the but Knicks team since that, Carmelo that, left. Right. Like I, what, I, we, I would think one one other team that like never really had a gap. If we being honest, Denver. Sure, we'll get. The, my point is this: we are struggling to pull straws for teams who hadn't been bad. If we go, right. hey, what teams have been bad for extended period? Oh, Almost geez. the entire 
almost the entire Central Division has all had very long stretches. After Jordan retired the second time, the Bulls were terrible for years. For years, they were a terrible. Decade. Still bad, nah. <laughs> the Pistons, after the Pistons after the bad boys and Grant Hill got hurt, they were bad for some time before Damn, we got bad, nah. before we got a road. We won though, we won our championship, and then we went to the, the Eastern Conference Finals for like eight years straight. Then we yeah. were bad for a while. The Milwaukee Bucks, bad for a while at multiple points in time. My point here is everybody goes through it. Everybody. Everybody. Go ahead and accept. You know what? I have the talent to win a championship right now. If I'm the Lakers, why do I ever think about tomorrow? Why? You know what tomorrow is filled with if you're the Lakers? Some stupid superstar that's going to say, not stupid, let me not say that, because it actually (laughs) is a good return on investment, but some superstar who looks up and says, hey, if I go out there, I mean, I'm in Orlando. I'm Paolo Bancaro. I'm, I'm averaging 20 and 12 and five. I'm not winning anything here. I could go to Orlando. Well, how did that work out for the last big to go from Orlando to L.A.? Hmm. I think he's on everything. Right. I think he's on everything. Both of them. He's selling insurance. He's selling. It went right for both of them. He's selling insurance. <laughs> he's selling insurance, pizza, you name it. I'm, if I'm a, saw, a superstar and Pop is retired and I'm in San Antonio and I'm saying, you know, let's say Victor Wimbyama actually turns out to be everything he wants to be and he ends up in, in Houston, let's say, right? I'm in Houston. I'm down there. It's a transit city. The fans aren't fans that live here forever and are like lifers. And like, nobody really cares about us for real. Well, now, wait a minute. There's a team out there in L.A. with like, I could kind of capitalize on this market. Let's be honest about it. I love my Pistons. If I'm Cade Cunningham, four years from now, Sadiq Bey is still the second best player on the road. Or Bo- Boyan, uh, <laughs> uh, Bogdan. Is it Bogdan? Bo- Bo- Boban. 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 He'll, Boban. He'll be 40. He'll be 40. Yeah, exactly. Boban. We got a bunch of G League players and Jalen Duran and and, uh, and and Cade still together. And Cade is saying, well, now, wait a minute. There's somewhere that I know I can go. New York is still a clown show. Well, let's see. Which team could give me the max return on leaving? Because I'm leaving the super max on the table. So wherever I go has to be big marketability in order to get the money that I'm looking for. Well, you got two, you got two places, four teams. New York, LA. You got the Knicks, you got the Nets. You got the Clippers, you got the Lakers. Of those four, I believe the Lakers have more championships than all those teams put together since 84, if you go back in all those teams' existence. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying here? Like, why are you thinking about tomorrow, Rob? Why? Tomorrow is filled with another star. Well, uh, this is where I give you pushback, though, Gibbs. You got to remember, if he goes through a period where they're bad for, let's say, four years, his job on the line, you know, his job on the line. So he he also he, he also doing moves to protect himself, I think. But at the same time, you got LeBron James at 38 and he fell into your lap. You know, and, and that's my point. You capitalize that's on what, that. I could understand if we're talking about being bad for five years and your best player is AD. Hey, that's a bad proposition, baby. That's a terrible proposition. LeBron James is on your team, baby. You you got the all-time leader in points, fourth in assists. Fourth in steal, or what, what is it, fifth or sixth all time in steals? Yeah. Like the only guy that's in the the uh what is it? Is it is it what is it? 30,000 point club that's also and, top 10. And 10, yeah. In in, top in the three, six. top three in assist. 
Top, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Like, you push all your chips to the table. Get the 38-year-old the help he needs. Don't wait around and say, well, let's try Russell off the bench. And, well, let's try Russell here. And let's try Russell there. And let's try Russell everywhere before we get rid of a point guard that cannot shoot free throws does not belong on a on a serious hey, basketball. he's knocking team. them down for the Clippers now. I'm confused. Yeah, I bet he is. I bet he is. <laughs> Again, the, sample, the law of averages always wins. It'll always bring him back down to earth. The law of averages will always bring him back down to earth. He'll, he'll have a couple good games because he's motivated. He's pissed off and, oh, they disregarded me. Good for you. That motivation will subside and you will go back to being who you are. That's that's what I look at there. So, you know, I'm not really too too kids, upset. Kids be have a tough upbringing, bro. They gonna have a tough. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I've, I've told all my coaches that, like, I do not want my kids to play any sport. I'm not going to force them to play any sports that they like. Oh, I don't I don't feel this because uh, these kids go. They're going to have two bad report cards. They're going to bring home a good one. The law averages always repeat themselves. So you're going to get that 1.6 again. I know hey, let me. T- let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. My kid having two back-to-back bad report cards, I'm looking at them like the first bad one is on you. The second one, that's on me because I didn't break my foot off right or I didn't do what I needed to do to get you back on the right path. But now I'm glad that we got this good report card. But again, like you said, the law averages, I got to stay on you because now how did you get the good report card? How'd you get the good report? Because I was on you. I got to stay on you to repeat this success. That's what we got to do. Then that's what we got to do. Till you show me, I can come up off you and let you do your thing. So, you know, but I digress. I digress. That's neither here nor there. Again, this is a moment where I'm looking at Rob Palenka and I'm saying to myself, you're an embarrassment for letting this linger on this long. When again, you're a team that y'all keep talking about this fictitious future. When again, even after LeBron leaves, what's the future? Anthony Davis at 33? That's your future. That's the future you're banking on. That's what you're no, And no picks for how many years? And that's the picks. And, and that's the future that you're like, we have to protect it at all costs. Again, like you said, Chris, the Rob Palenka argument and he might lose his job works for me. It works for me because honestly, if you don't win with this, you know that you're not going to be around for the next time y'all are good. You know that. But the yeah. least you could do is generate some goodwill by saying, I bought LeBron. I gave you three chips. Now what? Now what? Like, you know what I mean? That's that's the least you could do. So, you know, that's that's all I'm going to say there. And then I'm done with that. LaMelo Ball is another player that's been injured. We talked about LeBron's foot injury. But LaMelo Ball, oh, wow, out for the season. Man, that Jordan guy, such a winner, such a winner. Anyway, <laughs> um, LaMelo Ball out for the season. And the Charlotte Hornets stuck in the purgatory of, of, uh, of just preposterous and terrible what are y'all looking at in terms of ways that the NBA could potentially reduce injuries? The players are saying reduce games. <laughs> Obviously, the owners and the media folks are not trying to go for that because then you lose them money. What is the solution to players being injured like this? Or is there no solution that we just got to get used to? This is the new wave of basketball. You'll see your K Cunningham's be out for a year. You'll see your LaMelo Balls be out for a year. You'll see your LeBron's miss critical time. You'll see more Anthony Davis's pop up. What's the answer to y'all? Well, one, reduce the schedule to 72 games. Schedule has never made sense to me. 72 games makes more sense. It might give an incentive for players to play more games, and it'll be less wear and tear on the body because the games are more spaced out if you keep the same, you know, the season same goes from time, this day yeah. to this day. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, My question for you two is, has injuries always been this high in the NBA, but old heads were just like, I'm going to play through it and I'm tough? Or do you think players are legitimately getting hurt more often now? 
here's the thing. I I used to think when I was like younger and like we were starting to see more injuries, I used to think that this was like a, oh, this is all in players' heads and they're not tough thing. And then I start realizing the types of injuries these guys are going out with. LaMelo legitimately like, you can't play with that. Like there's there's nothing, there's no amount right. of tape. You could give him the same shots that they gave Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. You cannot go for an extended period of time on what LaMelo got going on, period. Right. You can't do it. You look at some of the other injuries around the league. Kay Cunningham. I mean, he could have played through and not got surgery, but that's that type of injury that you end up in Isaiah Thomas territory, not Pistons Isaiah Thomas. I'm talking about Celtics Isaiah Thomas to where you make it so much worse that like the results on the back end, if you aren't going for a championship right now and you on like the back nine of your career, you don't take that injury. These are the types of injuries that I'm looking at and seeing where I'm like, these are legitimate year enders. This is this is just what you got. But how I'm trying to figure out how is this happening so often with the advances in technology and medicine and this and that. Well, I'll I'm trying. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. First things first. Look how many shot attempts. What that tells you is the pace. The pace has picked up tremendously, tremendously, and the style of the game now. Right? You can't really. Mm-hmm hand check nobody you can't really foul nobody hard so what does that mean you gotta really blow past somebody and you really gotta you you got space to really do some crazy type dunks to land kind of awkward you got space to do some more athletic type moves which create more momentum and more of a downward uh momentum when you land on the ground you know so the the pace mixed with all of that it's 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 just to me it's just making the game where you're gonna see them crazy injuries like Think about KD, middle of a game, tore his Achilles after he shot a three pointer, and, and somebody he kind of tripped after a three pointer. You know, a really yeah, just took a step. Right. I I mean honestly, I I just think that you know, Chris, you're right. The game is moving faster, and I I don't think that people understand the game is changing. Yes, the medicine is getting better. Absolutely. Sports medicine is getting better. Cryotherapy, all that good stuff is getting better. Game ready is all that. Stemming, uh, you know, the 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 stem machines that kind of uh, make send electrical pulses throughout your body to make things heal fast. It's getting better. Absolutely. Sure. None of that was around when the old heads were playing and all that good stuff. They also, like Chris said, the force is more. It's just more. Think about this. And this was really crazy. I watched like a full basketball game from the 90s the other day. Don't ask me why. But I did it. <laughs> and because I really wanted to see, like, how deep was Hakeem Olajuwon's bag? I really wanted to, like, watch and see, like, oh, my God. Like, and I wanted to see him and Shaq play against each other when, when it was young Shaq. So I watched and it was good. Whatever. Here's the thing about that, though. That finals game, like, everybody talked about how spaced out the floor was and how difficult it was to defend that Houston team because everybody could knock down threes except Hakeem, which meant you couldn't double them. So I said right. to myself, so I said to myself, I need to go deeper in this rabbit hole. I need to find a team that is not as good at shooting threes, but like has a guy who posts up a lot. What does it look like? The Spurs. Game, the game. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I watched the Lakers. The the go Lakers. I watched some of the Showtime Lakers. There was a lot of like, I watched the Lakers and was like, I mean, this looks a little slower than the average team right now, but like. This is, like, pretty slow. Magic would post up. He would be in the paint. He would have a ball for about 
five, six, seven seconds of literally just pounding, dribbling, backing somebody down. Yeah. Somebody would cut and he'd find them or he'd work a move in the post to own a smaller guard to, to get a basket. But the point that I'm emphasizing here is that the game was just so much less forceful on each individual player. Like it was literally like if you're not the star that's doing the pounding in the in the post. The same thing with the Phoenix Suns. People looked at them as a team that was like, oh, they're all pace and space around Charles Barkley. Same thing. If you watch their offense, hey Charles, go ahead, post up, bro. We're gonna we're gonna work in a couple screens here and there for you to post up, but just post up, figure it out, figure it out, get something going. It, it was it, this is this league is too explosive. And I hate to say it, but that's the problem. These guys are literally running too fast, jumping too high to like sustain for long periods of time. That, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. It, it, it's nice to look at, but when you look at LaMelo got hurt doing just crossing over, doing that amount, 82 games, 36 minutes a game, that's a lot. But that's the thing. It doesn't happen on the play where you actually like did the thing where your body was like, "Uh oh, we're in danger. Right. Like your body comes back fine from that because it's like, oh, God, we've got all this adrenaline and we're good. It happens on that random play where you think you're not doing that much. And then, like Chris said, it's a jump shot. And it's like, oh, yeah. Bye bye, Achilles. Oh, yeah. You did a little crossover. We, we, we're we going to take your ankles, actually, this time. And we'll see how that works <laughs> out for you. Like that's that's what we're looking at here, and it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It, it really is. But I mean, that's kind of the nature of the beast that we're looking at right now. It's it's just the nature of the game that things are moving too fast. It's too much. And let me say this: this is a great parlay into our second thing here, or our our final thing of the day to talk about. Because in looking at, and we're going to try to end this thing within five to ten minutes. But in looking at these baseball players in this timing, I'm hearing a lot in terms of former pitchers. And current pitchers saying, like, you're going to see pitchers blow out a lot of their arms because of this pitch clock and how quick things are rolling. Now, y'all are baseball guys. I don't want to speak on something I don't understand. Is that a risk that they're running? And also, is the pitch clock a good idea in and of itself? I don't think changing any of the rules um, in baseball is a good idea as opposed to when the baseball was at its uh, highest viewership in like the, the TV era, which was ironically the late 90s. Um, the games on average then were two hours and 33 minutes, and now they're on average three hours and 17 minutes. Um, they're looking to do this to increase the viewership of the game of baseball and make it more exciting and make it quicker, but that's not the solution for it. You're just taking a tradition that these players are used to playing in, asking them to replay, taking away strategic things from managers, and also it's just not safe for the game of ba- baseball to be moving that fast, especially for pitchers. Um, I'm going to tell you this. Bra- the brand the game better. The, the only pushback I got is they said that they tried this on a minor league level and that they did not see a significant increase in, um, you know, blowing elbows, needs for Tommy John surgery, all that type of stuff. In the the minor leagues, you're looking at a player who's on average in their early 20s. Their arms can take that. Right. Justin Verlander isn't supposed to throw four or four seams within the course of a minute and a half. Uh, well, let me you see, better, let me like I said, you better bring them Roy's back. You better, <laughs> you better give them that stuff. Roger Clemens was on, baby. Go ahead. Let me, let me say this: What's the first thing you think of when somebody say, "Let's watch a baseball game"? What's the first thing you think of? They gonna say it's boring. God, this gonna take so long. 
Okay, but why is it going to take so long? You know, I've never really thought about that. It's just I, I just always thought like, oh, this is going to be a three-hour endeavor. I, I, I'll <laughs> tell you what. Baseball's a thinking man's game. That's the one thing you hear any old head say when they talk about Hey, Coach Custer used to say that all the time, bro. I used to hear him say that all the time. <laughs> it's a thinking man game. I wasn't even a baseball player, but you could hear him. It's a thinking man's game. It's a thinking man's game. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. And what's the first thing you eliminate when you rush something? Thought. Yeah. Eliminate thought. You eliminate thought. You make uh, assumptions and you make quick split decisions. Yeah. Baseball should be a thinking man game. Taking and changing the rules where it's a faster pace eliminates the thought process behind the game, which means dumb stuff going to happen. Okay. That's why I, yeah. I say that to say that dumb stuff is going to happen. So what does this rule do? I have, I, I played baseball my whole life. I still ain't turned on the baseball game. And I don't know how long. I'm a little burnt out. My situation different though. I'm burnt out on baseball. Mm-hmm. I used to study the game, notebook, all that type of stuff. I'm burnt out on baseball, but I still have not been. I've been living in Boston for almost three years now, right? I've been to plenty Celtics game. Have I been to a Red Sox game? No. Mm. Ain't trying to Ran sing on the Green Monster. Just a Green Monster one time, man. Yeah. I played at, I played at Fenway Park on, on, on the actual field, so that was enough for me. You know, I played. Okay, hit a little rich flex for me. Hit a little rich flex. <laughs> right. I played at Fenway, you know what I mean? I, I might have threw a shutout over there, but no, some slight, some slight. You know what I mean? Uh, six and it's two hits, you know, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. But I mean, it's just brand the game better. You have superstars in the league. Shea yeah. Otani, right? How much did they brand him? You know, now the reason, and I like the point you made, uh, Guyton, in the 90s, who was the face of the MLB in the 90s and early 2000s? I, I mean, say Barry Bonds before a, they hit him with the it before was they hit him with the charge. It was it was Barry, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. Semi so Roger Clemens and uh, Randy, Randy Johnson. Johnson. Randy yeah. Johnson, yeah. Okay. Randy but Johnson. After the, Randy Johnson and, and then directly after them, who was it? The captain, Derek Jeter, baby. Derek I say Jeter was the same. This was the same era, but you mark you marketed uh Jeter different. Yeah, I was just about to say Jeter exactly. was a different, he was a whole different ball game, though. That was exactly Jeter was that guy. And everybody in the world used to love Derek Jeter. Matter of fact, Derek Jeter, the reason why I played baseball, I wanted to be like Derek Jeter. Okay. All right. So, so question. So are the players like not as good or you don't have as many marketable players? Because we just named off five guys off the top of our head. That's like, oh, that was the face. It was so many different guys that you could say was the face. You're not what what made them marketable? Go ahead. I mean, most of them their hit personality, home runs their personality. Most. When Barry Bonds hit a home run, that bat was getting thrown. You knew that bat was going far when he hit that yeah. home run. Sammy Sosa, you knew that you, you knew Bro, that joint was coming. When Derek Jeter did a, 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 a routine ground ball, did a spin around throw for no reason, you knew that was Derek Jeter's signature at shortstop. Yeah. You know? That's what they got to get back in the habit of do, letting players do, you know? Hey, honestly, I'm not even a baseball guy, but I still do this all the time because of Sammy Sosa. I still do that all the time. <laughs> like, I literally, I started doing it because I saw Sammy Sosa do it. I still do it today at, at the age of 27. Exactly. Haven't that watched the baseball game in years. Showing that person, letting the players show that personality is what's going to get the game better and more watchable, you know? 
I'm gonna tell you this. I I think that there is a problem with marketability from this reason, and and we're gonna wrap it after this. But I think that there's a serious problem with marketability because the the players that they have now are super marketable. Like people think that you need a bunch of really nice, fun people to be marketable. Barry Bonds was not likable at all, at all. He was not likable in the slightest. But you know what? You couldn't deny his talent, and he embraced being a villain. He embra- He truly leaned into it. You know who today's equivalent of that would be? Bryce Harper. He leans into that villain role. He doesn't like feel bad about it. It's like I, I feel I'm like they. I feel like guy. they don't. They don't market it that way. But that's that's what I'm saying. They don't market him as the heel. They market it Barry as <laughs> like you don't want to watch him, but you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Like. This this may not be your favorite guy, but guess what? He's going to knock one out the park. Say, you can say the same thing about Bryce Harper. Obviously, he's not Barry Bonds. I'm not saying he's Barry Bonds as a hitter. What I'm saying is he's going to put on a show and you don't like him. Why don't you push that? You can say Sammy Sosa was a guy who broke all the rules of baseball. He did all these things that were not traditional to baseball. We have another one of those in Fernando Tatis Jr., he does yeah. so many things that are just like they're him. They're unique to him. They just told some pitcher that he couldn't do his regular thing of like suntanning and painting his nails or something like that. What are you idiots doing? <laughs> let, let these players be themselves and the game will grow. And not only let them be themselves, embrace it, lean into it. Yeah. And the game will grow in ways that you could have never imagined. But if you keep trying to have baseball had the problem that women's basketball has. And they're trying to correct it too quickly. The, both of those sports have kowtowed to purists for too long. When you kowtow to purists, you make the mistake of you disregard the casual. And at some point in time, even the people who are purists, they may grow and change. They may want to do something else or want to look at something else if the purist in them is still seeing the same thing over decades. That's just the reality. I'm a football yeah. guy. I don't care what's going on in football. I'm going to watch me some football. That's always going to be a thing with me. Sure. Everybody's not like me. If football didn't change their rules, yes, I agree that football has become offense ball to an extent and things have gotten too soft. But they had to change it to say, you know what? We need a more fun, upbeat, less brutal product because we're still going to produce a ton of concussions. But we can't like, you know, we can't show the biggest hits as like this is the game. We need to make players getting mossed 60 yards down the field the game. We need to make Justin Jefferson routing somebody out of their shoes the game. Ray Lewis knocking people's heads off can't be the game no more. And that's what that's what happened. Baseball is trying to fix a problem of you haven't marketed it the right way and you haven't right. done you haven't done things to get casuals, but they're trying to fix it all at once. They're trying to say, hey, we're going to fix this problem with this one thing. And when that happens, you have a drastic overcorrection that just may not work out well. So that's that's my two cents there. Um, fellas, if you got anything else, go for it. No, I, I don't think so. It's just we we've discussed how to fix baseball on this program numerous times and making the bases three inches bigger is, is not about to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Market Otani. I don't care if he don't speak great English. He's a home run machine that also throws 90. <laughs> That's all you need. I, I give somebody that don't speak great English, but he make a lot of money outside the court. Boban. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know why? And you know why? Because the NBA leans into him. Toby and Bobby. Oh, how cute are they? What a what an odd <laughs> couple they are. What an odd couple. 
Y'all have Shohei and Mike Trout on the same team in the biggest market in America. Ask me what I know about Mike Trout. What you know he's about Mike five, Trout? He's a 5-2 player. That's it. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's married. I don't know if he's a playboy. I don't know if he's a pretty boy. I don't know if he's like, I don't know if he likes trucks, if he likes muscle cars. I know nothing else about the man. That's <laughs> true. Nothing. Nothing. You look back at those old guys, you knew a lot about Big Mac. You knew a lot about Jose Caseco. Hey, say what you want about the guy. Listen. You knew a lot about him. Everybody knew that he had that huge, what was it, like it was a shotgun or a grenade launcher that he used to like yeah. hunt sharks. You knew about that. You knew. Listen, you know what kind of car LaMelo drive every night. You do. Uh-huh. <laughs> you do. You know what type <laughs> You know what type of car Devin Booker drive. And Devin Booker is not to basketball what Mike Trotter is to baseball. Not even close. Nope. So, um, baseball, we're giving you the answer. Take it. Market these players. Get into their lives. Let us know more of who they are. Let us know what is Justin Verlander's song? What does he like to listen to? Not his walk-up music to the mile. What does he like to listen to on a day-to-day basis, right? Surprise us. Tell us what Tim Anderson likes. I'm sure he loves Anita Baker. He's a black man from, from America. <laughs> he likes Anita Baker. I can almost guarantee it. Let us know what these players like. Please. Please. Anywho. We know y'all tired of us talking about how to fix baseball because they ain't going to listen. They're going to continue to do the same game and just speed up the clock. But with that being said, come on back the next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah.